Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who I have missed the past couple of days. He hasn't been here. Brand Siegel, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Trevor. It was so kind of you to say you missed me. And I, I'd like to point out, uh, so that, you know, our, our other roommate, Josh, and I, we went, you know, the soccer encyclopedia, Josh Baskin. We, uh, we went on a little trip. Um, and you only texted one of us in our group chat that you missed him. And I was hurt. But if I were you, I would be more hurt because Josh didn't even respond to you. And yeah. I know he saw it. We need to vote discussion. We should sit down with it him was, about it. It was cold. It was cold. Josh did not respond to my text. It's mm-hmm. okay. Sorry. I, I was I was upset for you. I told him yesterday, I was like, you didn't even respond to this man's text. And he was like, I was busy. I'm like, I've been with you. I know what you've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> so so he just he just chose not to respond. I don't know. Mm. I don't know why he decided to do that. Interesting. Um, I know. I hundred percent agree. Um but nevertheless, Trevor, I also missed you. We'll be back at the gym tomorrow. I'm excited about that. Um of course the third member of our podcast today is Ben O'Brien. Ben, how are you? You you went to uh the Bengals game today. I did. Nice win. I feel great. Um Brendan, I'm happy that you got to visit the greatest city in the world this weekend. Um I hope you enjoyed it. I did. I came back to Cleveland, so that was uh that was me being in the greatest city today. That was cuz I was not I didn't wake up in the greatest city. I did not. <laughs> Um, but if you, if you guys cannot pick up, I did visit Cincinnati, big shout out to my friend Clark, Josh and I went to visit our friend Clark, uh, Ben, Ben, you know, Ben, I'm going to call you out right here. Ben ditched me today. Ben ditched me. Tell me I'm wrong, Ben. No, you're right. But I mean, my, my <laughs> option was to either hang out with you or to go watch Joe Burrow stand on the sideline. I think one's way better than the other. I agree. And I think you chose wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. It was also, it's also Joe Burrow's birthday. So I had to go support my right, boy Joe right. Burrow. So happy birthday to Joe but, Burrow. Joe Burrow, if you're listening to this, please come on the podcast. Also, we both know that if this was an uh, alternate reality and it was the Ravens playing and you were coming in, I would definitely go see the Ravens. So I don't actually blame you. <laughs> yeah, at I mean, all. no, not, not at all. I, I think I think everyone I understands. I am perfectly okay deci- with that. I think everyone understands the decision that had to be made and it's just oh, yeah. it's the way it is. It is what it is. And we saw you yeah. like not even a month ago. So yeah, that's why I didn't feel that bad. Not that I, I feel bad. I, I feel bad that I didn't see Josh. I do feel bad about that. But you, yeah. I, I've, I've seen enough of you in my life anyway. That is true. That is true. But look, nevertheless, we got a whole podcast of stuff to get to today. Um, and yeah, let's start off in college basketball. We're really getting into the thick of it here in college basketball. We're getting close here to league play. We're not quite there. Um, we, Trevor, we're going to have our college basketball draft this week. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited yeah. about that. Um, and hopefully we're going to win a lot of money this year. That's my goal. We we need to, we need to get first place. We need to take home the yep. crown. We we came sort of close last year. We did really but, well. We won some money know, last year. Were we third or fourth place? We were fourth like place that. last fourth year. Place. We need to take home the win. Yeah, that's that's what matters. We got to get put on the plaque. If you we ain't first or last. Ex- I agree. Well, ex- except in this case, we did win money. We 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 won like twelve dollars a piece or something. So that's we we didn't come in first, but uh, monetarily we we were up. We so pretty much like got our money back. Maybe we, maybe we no. Won we made slightly, a couple bucks. We I got Chipotle from it. More. We made a Chipotle burrito back. Yeah, okay. that's a win we in made my a book. A little bit of a profit. That's a win in my book. But nevertheless, COD basketball is, is we're in the thick of it here, and I don't know if this is just like kind of like college football this year, where it's just like none of the teams are like that great. But we have a lot of upsets going on, Trevor. A lot of interesting results this past week. Um, why don't you break down a couple that stood out to you? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on a couple teams that have really stood out, and we you know we had a lot of good games again this week. Uh, the first team I want to you know kind of talk about is Illinois. 
Um, Illinois has been a team, a team who I loved last year. I love the, the Illinois team. I picked them to win the big 10. They did not. They had a little bit of a disappointing regular season. I think they were in the tournament at, as maybe like an eight or a nine seed. And they, I think they came close to winning to getting to the sweet 16, but didn't quite get there this season. They bring back a decent amount of their roster. Um, you know, still a really solid team and they, they start off seven and one. They got to win over Florida Atlantic, um, on Tuesday in the Jimmy V classic. Um, and then they go and they play, uh, Tennessee yesterday. They lose that game. Another ranked matchup, Illinois being number 20, um, Tennessee, um, I believe being number 17, if I am correct here, um, as I scroll, wait, whoa, just trying to find it here. Um, but they play Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee was number 17. So they lose to Tennessee. So this Illinois team, I, I still like them over the overall. They start off seven and two. They're ranked twentieth in the nation. They get uh, Marcus Domask. He's a transfer. Um, they kind of join their team. Um, that kind of adds to the core they already have had with Coleman Hawkins, Terrence Shannon Jr., um, who they had last year, who was their leading scorer. So. Just an interesting team to watch again, Tennessee in the Big Ten, um, where Purdue is kind of the uh, the best team in that conference. Obviously, we know Purdue is the the best team right now, but Illinois is kind of a a team that's trying to contend, and we'll kind of monitor and see where they go um, in the upcoming weeks. The next team, again, this is a team we've talked about before, the Marquette Golden Eagles. Um, once again, they just look fantastic. Every time I've seen them, they have uh, two losses on the season. But Marquette, I th I still think is one of the best teams in the country. They got a 21 point win over Texas on Wednesday, 86 65, and then they just uh, destroyed Notre Dame yesterday, 78 59. So Marquette ranked number eight right now. They have two losses on the season, one to Wisconsin and one to Purdue. Um, they look really solid. Um, and then there were two other teams I wanted to mention because these two teams are surprises, I would say. And the first of which is BYU. BYU in the preseason by Big 12 coaches um, was picked to finish second to last in the Big 12. And and, and yes, BYU is now in the Big 12. If that confuses you, um, you know, it's it's going to take some getting used to. But yes, BYU is in the Big 12 and they were picked in the preseason by coaches to finish second to last. However, BYU um, started this season off very well. They were ranked 14th in the country or they, they are right now, although they lost they got their first loss yesterday to Utah, but BYU is a team who, um, you know, they look really solid starting off eight and one. Um, they have a couple notable wins. They beat San Diego state when San Diego state was ranked earlier in the season. They got a, they demolished Arizona state a couple weeks ago. So they have a couple notable wins here. They also beat NC state by 10, uh, or nine, uh, a couple weeks ago. So BYU is a solid team. The other one, Colorado state, Colorado state was also undefeated before they finally lost yesterday to St. Mary's Colorado state is a team who is in the mountain West. They're a very solid team, but they have never won the mountain West conference. Uh, could this be the, the year for Colorado state, the Rams? It, it definitely might be because they look really good. Despite that one loss, they have destroyed Creighton a couple weeks ago. They beat Colorado, their in-state rivals. Um, and they also beat Washington, who is a decent team uh, a couple weeks ago. So Colorado state is another team that, I wanted to mention it looks really solid. Um, so those are those are some of my thoughts. Again, um, really with college basketball, just kind of trying to figure out when the big matchups happen and trying to monitor, you know, those games, how they go. There were a couple other ones. UConn beat North Carolina earlier in the week. That was one of the biggest matchups we had. But 
I did want to get some thoughts from you, Brandon, um, on what you were seeing so far in this college basketball season or anything that has really stood out to you this week in particular. I wanted to talk about the Big 12 real quick because we mentioned BYU. I completely forgot that we we added a ton of teams to this Big 12 conference. Um, but let's let's look at this Big 12 conference right now. Right now in this conference, they have the number 2, 3, 6, 12, 14, and 19th ranked overall teams. That is 6 in the top 19. Um, so this is a very impressive conference. I think some people could argue like Kansas is one, you know, if not the best team in the, in the nation, one of the best teams, um, Houston, the same way Baylor's number six. So like, this is a very, very high level conference. Uh, and I am very excited to see how this conference plays out. Uh, cause we have a lot of good teams, a lot of good teams in this conference. Um, so I, I'm going to just come out and ask you, Trevor, I wasn't going to do it, but I was like, you know, let's do it. Who do you think will end up being the winner of this conference? Is it just like easy? Let's say Kansas, we're out of here. Or do you think that they, there might be a team that could put up a fight? I mean, Kansas is always the safest bet, but I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if another team won it. Certainly. I mean, when you add Houston, who with Kelvin Sampson as their head coach over the last, however many seasons now has really solidified themselves as kind of a powerhouse in college basketball. Uh, last year, you know, they were they were in the mix and then simply tournament the year before as well. So this Houston team is certainly a factor. You have Baylor, also a factor. They have the freshman Jacoby Walter. They are still undefeated. Um, even Oklahoma's undefeated, although I, I don't think Oklahoma's as big of a challenger. It's really Houston and Baylor. So again, I would still say Kansas. I still think Kansas is the best team. Um, you know, they have Hunter Dickinson. They have Kevin McCuller. I think they're starting lineup is the most solid, but um, Kansas's depth does have some questions. Their bench hasn't exactly been the greatest, um, so something to look out for there. But I do still think Kansas is the best team. It's not, it's close, but I would I would go Kansas. Interesting, Ben. What, do, what anything from this week in college basketball? Or any other topics you want to get to? Well, I just think in terms of the Big Twelve. First of all, remember also next year Arizona gets added, who's the number one team in the country right now. Um, yes. which again is just, just absolutely insane. And I know like the, all these realignment is based around football, but, um, the big 12 is definitely benefiting from, 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 at least from a basketball standpoint in terms of this realignment, obviously I know the money's in football, but basketball is, uh, is insane. The big 12 right now. And actually Trevor, I'm surprised you didn't pick our Cougs to, uh, to win the big 12, even though that was last year's team and they're dead to me now. Um, I still think if you had to, if I had to guess right now, Trevor, I'd pick them to win the big 12 just because I'm still mm. loyal to them, even though, even though they broke my heart last year. Um, I still think they're really good. I got to see some highlights of them earlier this year. Uh, and they're, I think they're, they're very similar to what they always are. They're big, they're physical, they're very good on the boards and they can shoot. So, um, I don't know. I think if you had to put, if you had, you had to make me pick right now, I'd say just to be different, I'd say that I think, uh, Houston's the best team in the big 12. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, Houston's always a good team. And yeah, I, I'm glad you mentioned that Arizona joining the Big 12. Now, Texas and Oklahoma are leaving, but adding Arizona, given that they're the number one team and with Tommy Lloyd coaching them, they have, they've been right in the mix the past couple of years. That's certainly going to be uh, good for the Big 12. It helps. It'll help offset losing Texas and Oklahoma, I think. Yeah, 100% will. Um, let's go and talk a little bit about college football if you're, uh, if you're all good with basketball here. Um, and you know, we, we got the college football matchup, the playoff matchups, uh, the CFP, um, and Florida state was left out. We all talked about how Florida state should be in. Uh, and I just wanted to quickly talk about this. We don't need to like go super in depth. This has been talked about all week. Did, I mean, like at, at what point do games matter? 
Like, should we just not play a season and just the committee is like, I just think these are the four best teams. I mean, we told the Florida State team, I understand their quarterbacks hurt. There's there's, there's 11 guys on the field. It's not just a quarterback. I know it's the most important position. I understand that. I understand they played a close game to Louisville and it looked like they couldn't score. I don't really think that matters. They won 13 games and won their conference. That They won all their games. Alabama went and beat Georgia, and that's an amazing win. But they lost to Texas. They lost to Texas. So I, I completely get that this – and I, I'm not here like up here being like I think Alabama's worse than Florida State. I do think Alabama's a better team. But what is think? What is what is this this uh, uh, fake amount of support I have where I'm just like they need to be in? There's no uh, factor that you can be like I think this is the best team. There's no, there's no measurable – uh, statistics for that or numbers that you can be like, this is this is why we're doing it. There needs to be some sort of system where it's weighted, where they take in consideration 40% schedule or 40% FPI rating or whatever. I, I don't know. I'm just saying random things, but like whatever it is and make a parameter so teams can adhere to that parameter. If we're just going to throw Alabama in, we should just throw them in every year then because they're one of the best teams every year. So just throw them in. doesn't matter who they play. doesn't matter if they lose multiple games. We were a fourth and 23 away from Alabama not making the, the college football playoff. They almost lost one. They almost lost to Auburn the week before. They could have lost. They played with that team. They were they were tied with South Florida 6-6 six to six. not that long ago. It was like a month and a half ago. It wasn't even that long ago. They were tied 6-6. Six to six. And they made it over 13-0 Florida State. And we're saying that the Florida State game, they were looking at the Louisville game closely. Why don't we look at Alabama's close games? Why does this one game matter so much? So to me, this was this was stupid. This was the wrong decision. Um, I, I get that the ratings are going to be better because Alabama's in. I do understand that. Um, I would love to hear like all the committee members go up and say why they think uh, Alabama deserved to be in over Florida State because they shouldn't. They did. They didn't deserve to be in. They are the better team. I do agree, but that's just my personal feelings. That's not. It's not how we uh, state facts. It's not personal feelings. <laughs> Uh, Trevor, what do you what do you think about this here? Uh, the the matchups we ended up getting. Yeah, I mean, the, this is just it's kind of been a year. I feel like this has been ongoing. I mean, the committee's just not consistent. You know, they'll they'll say on one hand like, oh, it's the best teams. On one hand, it's the resume. This this selection was more of a it's the best teams right now, basically. And you know, it doesn't even like the resume is kind of thrown out the window if you're leaving out an undefeated Florida State, in my opinion. When, you know, they do have some good wins, granted, you know, some of them may have been earlier in the year, but at the end of the day, if you're waiting one college football, like if you're, if you're waiting the conference championship, that one game and you're like, oh, well, they look bad against Louisville. It's like, it's, it's one game and they still won it. They went 13 and again, I, I think, you know, you got to go based on a resume. We talked about this last week, Florida state should have been in. It's, you know, it's really that simple. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, Brandon, you're just upset Michigan has to play Alabama. I think they're going to beat Alabama. Of course I wanted Florida State to be in. That's an easier opponent. I think that Florida State <laughs> is not as good as Alabama. I'm not up here saying that I don't think that. I'm just saying that like, we're evaluating who deserves to be in this stupid 14 playoff, which fortunately is changing next year. Uh, the evaluation can't be just, I think this team is better. That can't be what we're deciding You know, th- this, this, this humongous decision on. Ben, you agree with me? You like my analysis? What do you think? I think your analysis is justified. I, too, if I was a Michigan fan, would be terrified of Alabama. So I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm unafraid of Alabama. 
Really? That's crazy because your team, uh, the actual program seems to be terrified based they on that They did. Video I will right. say the video. That's a bad look, video, Brandon. That is a bad was, look. The video was very damning. I will not, I will, I cannot argue that. They did not look as happy to play Alabama. <laughs> I it's a bad 100% look. agree with that. Which, I don't know. I feel like it makes sense. Florida State is, I again, I will, I'm, Cannot say this enough. I do not think Florida State is better than Alabama. I do think they are more deserving of being in based on their resume. But, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be as happy to play Alabama. I'm not as happy to play Alabama. I do think they're going to win, and I think they will win. I, I've been saying since the start of the season, we have on the podcast, I thought Michigan was the best team in the nation, and I think they're going to prove that, uh, you know, come December. I guess it's January 1st this year. Yep. Nice so, of you to join the club, Brandon. It's about time you, you jumped on the bandwagon with Trevor and I on Michigan Wolverines. <laughs> I love um, that you guys do this bit. Such a silly bit. Well, um, I mean, I, I haven't wavered from it once. I truly do believe they're the best team. I think they will win. Yep, I agree. Um, but Florida State, they did beat LSU, a very good team at the beginning of the year, by 21 points in Baton Rouge. That doesn't matter, though. They're not in. But they did beat our Heisman winner, Jaden Daniels. Um, I thought he deserved to be the Heisman. I told you this, Trevor, before before I left. I'm like, yeah, I think it'll be Jaden Daniels. I mean, his stats were just the best. It just made sense. Yeah. Um, I also do think he is, of the guys that were there, he is like the best quarterback. You know, take away Marvin Harrison. Marvin, if we were going off who is really the best player, Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison is the best player in college football. Um, but I thought this was well-deserved. I don't know if there's like too much we need to say about it, but if you guys want to talk about it briefly. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a lot to say just because I thought this was an easy decision. Yeah. I think Jane Daniels was far and away the deserving Heisman Trophy winner um, this year. He had an awesome season. Uh, statistically, he was he was fantastic. So, yeah, I mean, sure, Marvin Harrison Jr. was great too, but, um, you know, it, it hurts a little bit when you have a, a bad quarterback like Kyle McCord that, you know, isn't going to be able to inflate your stats as much as you would need in order for a wide receiver to have any chance of winning the Heisman because – uh, quarterbacks win it quite a lot. I don't know. I, uh, well, how many, I think how many what, of the last 10 yeah. Heisman Trophy winners have been quarterbacks? I think what ultimately hurts it is know? he's not a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's who's throwing to he's him. He's not but. a quarterback. And if, yeah, I guess just like if he had any chance, he would need a really good quarterback to like help make his stats like insane. Mm -hmm. I think um, his chance would be if his arm was better and he played a different position. Yeah, that's, that's what I think would be, would make it. Like, if he was really good at throwing the football and played quarterback, yeah. I think maybe he would win it then. Uh, ben, any final thoughts on, on the Heisman? I mean, yeah, I, I, think, I think he deserved it. Um, I was kind of pulling for him to win it. Um, I don't know. It's, I, the I, Arizona I, State video, I'm down with it. That no, video is crazy. Arizona State video. You haven't What's seen that? The, that's, so he transferred from Arizona State. Oh, okay. And the guys, when he transferred, like after like their last game, he like left pretty much. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't probably the nicest thing to do, but the guys were saying, he's like, you're trash anyway, it doesn't matter. And then he won oh, the Heisman. That's so. funny. No, I'm happy for him. I, I would have been upset if if the reason why he did because his stats were ridiculous. They're insane. Um, I think a lot of people didn't think he'd win because his team's not as good, which, I, again, I hate that argument, but that's the way it is a lot of times. You have to be one of the better players on one of the better teams, and his team has lost three games or whatever it is. So um, I'm happy he won. I am. I, I thought he deserved it. I was I was rooting for him to win, but... If, like, you know, Bo Nix would have won, I wouldn't have been super upset or anything like that. Um, I do think all four of the people that were there were obviously fantastic players. So, um, it, you know, good for Jaden Daniels. He joins a very exclusive club. Him and Joe Burrow, only quarterbacks from LSU to win it. So, um, I, I think uh, it's it's well-deserved, and, and uh, obviously it's 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 a pretty big deal. I will say this last thing about college football that I'll say, because um, I just thought about this. And I was thinking about this this week with Florida State. 
they, they, they have the right to be upset. I'm not saying they shouldn't be upset. What they should be upset about is the fact that not only did they not make the playoff, but then they threw them against Georgia. <laughs> That's the most ridiculous thing ever. Like, if you're going to tell Florida State, oh, you went undefeated and you're not going to make the playoff, let them play Liberty. Give them the New Year's Six Bowl against Liberty. When they're making them play Georgia, I think is hilarious. So if you're a Florida State fan, you're having just the worst week of your sports career, your sports life. Um, and that, it gets even worse because now they got to play probably the actual best team in the country, which is Georgia. So um, it, it's funny for someone looking on it, looking down on it. That's not a Florida State fan, but if you're a Florida State fan, you're going through it this week. So it's tough. I just I was just thinking about that this week. Yeah, yeah, I I 100% agree with what you're saying. That makes perfect sense. Let's move along here to the NBA. Um, look, Trevor, the the in season tournament wrapped up. As much as I clown on it. Uh, I was just wrong. It did really well. A lot of people watched it. Um, it, it I think it, it did like 40% better than the the uh, highest rated regular season game last year. Adam Silver seems very happy. The players, um, especially these top four teams, seemed really into it. Um, LeBron is talking about how he's excited for this money and stuff, and he's talking all of these. He's talking it up. They're celebrating. This seems like an enormous success. Um, and I'm obviously getting a little ahead of myself. The Lakers didn't end up winning 123-109 over the Pacers. Obviously, LeBron's going to win the first <laughs> this trophy. Duh, I mean, he's course, already yeah. the goat. We already knew this. Um, but now, just another accolade Jordan doesn't have. And I know what some people. Yep. I know what some haters are going to say. Some haters are going to be like, um, "Well, Jordan, you know, didn't win one because he couldn't." And I, I know he couldn't because he wasn't good enough. That's why yeah, he couldn't win one. It has if nothing he was to good do enough, with- he would have won one. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the fact that this was just created and he never even had the ability to win it. Um, I think it's more so that he didn't have the talent to win it. Um, but in all seriousness, Trevor, NCAA tournament wrapped up. Big success for the NBA. Added viewership to the regular season. We are probably going to go back to no one caring about the regular season until the end of it. But nevertheless, the big success. What are your thoughts on the regular, the in-season tournament, the final, everything that happened? Yeah, I didn't expect uh, some Michael Jordan slander. I'll I didn't slander that. Michael Jordan. Um, I said the obvious. Ben, did I slander Michael Jordan? I don't think I did. No, we're we're stating Oof. facts. LeBron has an in-season championship in market. Yeah, Michael Jordan, Jordan does, does, it. does not. That's not slander. That's just a stone cold think, fact. Yeah. Do do we do we say something bad? I don't. I don't think I did. I don't know. I don't know. I'll I'll just move on from it. I guess. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so so this championship last night, it was a really good game. Uh, the Lakers did lead for the majority. Um, they were able to pull away at the end, but there were a couple of moments where the Pacers made this close. There was a play where uh, Halliburton passed out of like a little double team to Miles Turner. He had a three, which cut the lead to three points, 102 to 99. And then after that, um, we saw Anthony Davis kind of just go into this mode and, and he had an incredible game, 41 points, 20 rebounds. I think he had how many blocks? Let's see. He had four blocks. Um, just absolutely incredible game for Davis. And he kind of went into this mode where he was playing really well. Miles Turner ended up fouling out a couple uh, minutes later. And it was really like a three minute stretch where it was a one of two to um, 99. And it became one thirteen to 99 within three minutes. And at that point, it was just like, oh, yeah, the Lakers just completely took control of this game. And this game is now over. Like Anthony Davis just completely, uh, you know, went like bully ball against the Pacers, yeah. which they do have a smaller team. You know, Miles Turner is is kind of their their biggest guy. So once you once he fouls out, then you're relying on. Sorry, Ben, got to mention this. You're relying on Obi Toppin. Uh, you're relying on Bruce Brown, you know, to, to try to slow down Anthony Davis. And that's just not going to work. You have no chance um, if, if those are your guys guarding Anthony Davis. And he took advantage. 
LeBron had a really solid game. Austin Reeves had a really good game. Austin Reeves off the bench, 28 points, um, three assists in this game, nine for 15 shooting. So he was a big contributor. LeBron had 24 and 11, and they played really good defense. I mean, this Pacers team, I believe, I know last time I looked, they were number one in offense in the league. I don't know if don't know if they still are, but they're definitely up there. They held them to 109 points, which is, you know, it's pretty, pretty solid nowadays um, if they're in the number one offense. So good defensive effort there by the Lakers. Um, Tyrese Halliburton had 20 points and 11 assists. Um, and compared to what he had been doing in games prior to that, um, a pretty solid defensive effort, I would say, on Tyrese Halliburton. He also had three turnovers. Um, in the previous two games, Tyrese Halliburton had zero turnovers in both of them against the Bucks and the Celtics. So the Lakers were able to throw some different defenders at him, um, make it tough on him. And then, um, you know, it, it was tough because there weren't exactly a lot of people that stepped up uh, besides Halliburton. I mean, Ben Matherin did have a solid game, 20 points off the bench. Um, but, you know, you're looking at these other guys, Buddy Heald, he was 2 of 9 from 3. Uh, Bruce Brown was 0 of 2 from 3, only had 4 points. So it, it was kind of tough there for the uh, Pacers. But this was a really good game overall. Lakers get the win. And yeah, it's the first in-season tournament championship. As far as this tournament as a whole, I mean, it, it really did seem like there was an increased level of um, excitement, you know, in terms of from the players themselves, especially like the biggest takeaway I had was it wasn't even from this game. I was watching the Pacers, their game against the Celtics on Tuesday, which was probably my favorite game I watched of the in-season tournament. It was very competitive back and forth. The Pacers obviously took it home in that one, but the bench players, how excited they got. Some of these guys who are probably either they're on minimum contracts, they're rookies, maybe they were undrafted. Um, so excited after, I think, a big Halliburton three that kind of sealed the win over the Celtics. How excited some of these bench guys are about winning this game because they know what the potential benefit is if they do win this championship. Um, and we saw, I think, a similar thing with some of the Lakers guys on the bench, you know, after Anthony Davis was making some of his plays last night. It's just incredible because some of these guys obviously don't make, um, you know, nowhere near what, you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis, they're fine. They make, you know, 45, 40, 50 million dollars a year, whatever it is. But some of these other guys that are, you know, end of the bench um, for the Lakers, I mean, they were getting really excited, obviously, you know, like Jackson Hayes and uh, Max Christie and Maxwell Lewis, like some of these guys off the bench, just because $500,000 to them is massive. And I think the other piece is just that NBA players are competitive, like they're competitors, they're going to go out, they're going to try to win, you tell them, oh, hey, there's this trophy you're playing for. And they're going to go out and try to win it. And that's what I saw in, all, in pretty much every game I watched. Um, so that was entertaining to see. And I thought it was a success overall for the first year. I think there could be uh, changes you can make. Maybe you throw in more stakes. Maybe something as far as like a playoff spot. Maybe they'll play around with an idea like that. But overall, I, I enjoyed it for sure. Yeah, 100%. It, it does seem like it, it was an absolute success all around the board. Um and I I almost think it's good that there's like potentially some stuff they can fix. Like that means there's just it's the potential is bigger. Yeah. Um. So really great job by the NBA. They they I'm glad they made this change. This is pushing them in a better direction because it is rough watching regular season games as many as they have I should say. Um. And they really made it fun for for a lot of people to watch and more people watched. Um. Let's keep on moving along. Oh, well, unless is there anything else you want to do in the NBA? Yeah. I mean, I I, I kind of already touched on the Halliburton yeah. thing, but. 
I, I just wanted to talk about Tyrese Halliburton because it tr- it really does seem like we're seeing like a big jump in his play, his his level of play this year that has been absolutely incredible. I mean, the Pacers right now they're twelve and eight, you know, and it's a young team, obviously. Um, but he is their best player, and he's playing like uh, if not a top five player, then definitely a top ten player in the NBA right now. Overall this season, he's played in 18 of their 20 games, and he's averaging about 27 points, 12 assists, and only two turnovers per game. Um, He's had two separate occasions. He did it once when they played the Celtics and the Bucks in the in-season tournament, and he did it another time earlier in the season where he had uh, a game of two, like two games straight where he had no turnovers, and he had like, I think in the Celtics and Bucks games, I think he had like 28 assists over those two games and zero turnovers. And he did something very similar to that earlier in the season. So it's just incredible. He is a player who makes everyone around him better. Um, And and just in terms of that, I mean, we see it with Jokic. We've seen it with LeBron in the past. You know, other players, historic players, Steve Nash, Chris Paul, Magic Johnson. What we're seeing with Tyrese Halliburton now is just there aren't many players in the league who do what he's doing, who elevate their teammates to the level that he does put them in positions to succeed, um, you know, the type of pass he can make. It's just incredible. I mean, we see some, I know Ben, you've obviously seen some of the alley-oops to Obi Toppin, uh, some of the, just the passes he makes. He's so smart, you know, at such a young age. And it's, it's really incredible. I think he's definitely going to be, as long as he stays healthy, an all NBA guy, uh, he's definitely going to be an all-star and he's rising the ranks very quickly um, as like a top, you know, 20, if he's, he's probably already top 20, maybe top 15, he might even become a top 10 player. I mean, he, by the end of the season, he's like quickly rising in, in terms of that, in terms of the best players in the league. Yeah. hundred percent. I love Tyrese Halliburton. He's great. Great player. Great guy. Um, let's move along here though, to the NFL. Um, we won't talk about week 13 too, too much. We do need to mention the 49ers Eagles. As we know on this podcast, I am an avid don't believe in Brock Purdy at all. The dude doesn't throw down the field. He is not a good quarterback. However, my issue with the Niners has always been him. I'm like, hey, they cannot win games if they're down. And he has proven it in all three games this year that they went down in the fourth quarter they have lost. This past game um, against the Eagles, he didn't have his A dot. He didn't throw one ball over 16 yards. He didn't have one pass. He threw over 16 yards. Not completed. Didn't throw one pass over 16 yards. However, they won 42-19. So at some point, I got to eat my words. You know, at some point, I got to be like, look, the Niners are good, and Brock Purdy might just do it. Beating the Eagles, I think, is like a huge milestone for them. Not only do they beat the Eagles, they beat them by, what, 20-whatever here, 23? And they beat them in Philadelphia. So maybe they just don't go down. Maybe they're just not going to struggle. If they do, they're going to struggle. Brock Purdy can't come back in games. He's not able to make the throws. But they might just not struggle. And I think I kind of have to take it back a little bit. I think the Niners are just really for real. And they, they're looking like they're the best team right now. And I think they're like firmly sitting in that spot, Trevor. Yeah, we are we are now into December here. Today it is, what, December 10th. Um, we're, I think, in week 14 at this point. Um, looking at the NFL standings um, currently... I mean, you look at some of the best teams in the NFC. I guess we'll just take the NFC first. The Eagles are at ten and two. The Niners are at ten and three. The Dallas Cowboys are at nine and three. We see the Eagles and Cowboys are playing. We're recording this late Sunday night, so we're that Cowboys Eagles game's coming up shortly. We're gonna try to get done before it starts. But looking at 
the top of the NFC, it's it's three teams, right? It's the Eagles, the Niners, the Cowboys. No one else is winning the conference. Just point blank. You know, talk about Lions. Get out of here. Lions, they have no chance. They're not winning the NFC. It's not happening. Um, it's going to be one of those three. And then the AFC, there's more, um, there's more up for grabs. There's a lot of teams, I think, that you can make an argument for just simply because there's no team that's been uh, incredible. The Chiefs have... The Chiefs, I think, are the um, just like people. Oh, it's Mahomes. So people, it's kind of like the easy take just because regardless of how bad their offense might look, people might still say the Chiefs. But then you have the Ravens who have looked really good. They're 10-3. and three. They lead the AFC right now. You have the Miami Dolphins who have also looked good, particularly offensively. Tyreek Hill, you know, he's not going to win MVP, but maybe we should consider you know him having a real chance at it i i think there's a very real shot he wins mvp i i i I think he should definitely be in contention for sure um but then you go with some of these other teams i mean you have jacksonville who's looked shaky i mean the browns i mean the browns don't have i mean they're their quarterback's Joe Flacco. I don't think they're a real contender. Hey, he but just passed for over three. They just won a game. They passed did, for over 300 yards they did win against a game. the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, but it's it, it's it's really interesting. You know, this Bills-Chiefs game is going on right now. The Bills have to win or else they're almost out of it. Um, but I, I don't know. It's interesting. If I'm just looking at what I've been seeing over the past couple weeks, we're in December now. This is not, uh, this is not a, oh, this team looks really good in September, overreaction. If the San Francisco 49ers are healthy, they're winning the Super Bowl, just like period. They're going to win the Super Bowl if they are healthy. If they have their weapons, if Brock Purdy, you know, has Bryn Ayuk and Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, their defense is healthy. They're winning the Super Bowl because they don't even need home field. They just proved it. They don't even need it. Philly can still have the one seed, and they still might get the one seed. Um, but it, it still won't matter. I still think the San Francisco Forty ers are the best team. They're playing like it, and it's December now. This is when, you know, you need to be playing well. You got to have some momentum, I think, going into the playoffs. And the 49ers have it. And as long as they're healthy, I don't think they're going to lose it. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, if they don't go down in games, they're going to be fine. I, And even then, maybe they'll be okay. I mean, when you have all those weapons, they're just so good. Brock Party doesn't really need to play that well. And I, I, I mean, look, if they can do what they did against the Eagles against any team, they're just going to destroy every team and they'll win. Um, so we'll have to see. Uh, ben, any final thoughts on Eagles Niners before we move along here to some of the games we got to see today? Yeah, I mean, it was a, it, it was crazy because like going into that game, the 49ers were the favorite. And I'm like, wait, they're playing in Philly. Philly's lost one game all year. The 49ers went through a, a three, four game stretch where they were awful. Um, I didn't, it didn't really make sense to me why a lot of people were thinking that the 49ers were going to win. Um, but obviously now we're looking at the 49ers with, with the fact that they're healthy again and, and Brock Purdy is able to throw to all his, his weapons and stuff like that. Their defense is better. So um, they're a really good team. I still think the Eagles are a really good team too. Um, I don't, I don't think it's as easy as if they're healthy, they're going to win the NFC Trevor. I, I still think the Eagles are really good. And I think if they played again, I think the Eagles um, would probably win just because in the NFL, it's hard to beat any team twice. Um, but it's, 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 they're really good. And I agree with you. I think the NFC really is only three teams. If you really look at who can win the NFC, there's only three teams. Um, and even the Cowboys, I don't have a whole lot of faith in the Cowboys cause they beat bad teams, but they can't really beat a whole lot of good teams. They can't, so, but they're, they're, they've been right, playing really well right now. The Cowboys they have, yeah, I agree. The Eagles and I think they're going to win tonight. I think there's a very solid chance they win tonight. That's fine. I, I, agree. I agree. But, but again, the Cowboys, when the playoffs started are a different story, I they have not proven that they can win in the playoffs. So. Um, we'll see if it's, if it's a Cowboys versus the Niners in a, in a playoff game or Cowboys versus Eagles in a playoff game. That's a different story. Um, also I'm sidetracked cause I'm watching the chiefs game and Patrick Mahomes is going off on yeah, a teammate just, right now. It's hilarious. 
they, they just they lost. lost. The Chiefs lost. Um, lost. Patrick Mahomes was like literally was wow. was about to fist fight someone on his own team. So I think the I think the the Chiefs dynasty is done. That's what I'm seeing right now. I think it's over. <laughs> it's done. I think, I think I think Mahomes his career is about oh, to man. be over. Um, well, big but uh, yeah, the Niners are great. The Niners are great. Um, and Brock Purdy looks really good. I, I today they played the Seahawks. I, I watched one pass or one one play from that game. He threw about a five yard pass to Debo, who then ran for thirty yards. So that kind of sums up his entire season. Um, but 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 they're they're <laughs> he a good team. Did have one insanely nice pass today. Purdy did. Mm-hmm. So like I, I nice. wish that was a better game last week with nice the passes. with the with the Niners and the Eagles. I I was hoping it'd be a good game, and it was not a good game because the Eagles just man or the 49ers just manhandled them. But um, I think if, obviously if they play again, I think it'd be a fantastic game. Yeah, hundred percent. All right. Well, um, let's move along. We'll talk a little bit about the games we just saw. Obviously, we just saw the Chiefs lose as we're recording this. Well, they're gonna lose. Um, it's over. Yeah, it's over. Um, some of the other games. Uh, you know, Ben, you went to the Bengals game today. They won by twenty over the Colts. Uh, Trevor thinks that this is now a Super Bowl winning team because they beat the I Colts. I didn't say that. I said they. Look he never good. said that. He said they look good, which they did look good. I mean, they're better than the Colts. The Colts stink. The Bengals are still yeah, bad. Yeah, they are. They better just don't than have the a quarterback. Colts. Um, so they, they did beat the Colts. Um, I, am I reading this correctly? Is there an NFL game that ended three to nothing? The yeah. And it was the last second field goal. It, they, they won at, at the end. It was zero zero until the last second of the game. <laughs> Just a disgusting That's game. Crazy. Disgusting That's, game. I, if I, if, if I went to that game, I'd ask for my money back. I if I spent too. three hours and I, I didn't see a point scored until the last second in the game, I'd demand a refund. I feel like that's fair. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that one's bad. Obviously, we saw the Browns um, beat the Jaguars 31-17. Joe Flacco threw for over 300 yards. Uh, did Trevor Lawrence play in that game? Did Trevor Lawrence play? He did. I mean, he's probably not 100%, um, but yes, he, he I just did. I'm just looking for an asterisk win for the for the Browns, so that's a Mickey Mouse win is what I'm hearing. doesn't count. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, okay. it's they won. They won the game. So. They won the game. They, asterisk they beat though, doesn't it's it's not a real win. It's like a half. I a think win. I think we could take away the asterisks for them. Lawrence looked healthy enough. I read the whole week that he was gonna be fine. We talked about Trevor and I talked about this after he got hurt. It seemed like there was a pretty good shot he was gonna play. Well, then he's is he just soft? Because when when the play happened, it looked like he he was gonna lose his leg. He was in so much so, pain. So are you, are you high calling ankle him soft? Sprain? No. So as Doctor Chan always says, never judge the reaction. Um, high ankle sprains on his like not his back foot aren't as bad and you can really play through them it's kind of just pain tolerance um so him playing through it according to dr chow was not was not like it was very in the realm of possibility um and it was very possible and he did play and he seemed oh i mean he it wasn't 100 but he seemed fine and so Browns you're saying won? if he was 100 the Browns would have lost is that what i'm hearing um, I mean, I wouldn't pick them to win against 100% I mean, Trevor Lawrence. Jaguars, and Jaguars defense should have played better, I'll tell you that. Yeah. They gave up 31 points to the Browns. Their defense yeah. has struggled because, I mean, they, they gave up 30-whatever, 40 to the Bengals. So uh, the yeah, Jags defense, defense was apparently a top-10 defense like two weeks ago. It is not a top-10 defense right now. Yeah. And next Sunday night, the they, they play the Ravens, the Jaguars. And oh, I will not be able to watch Trevor. that game, which is unfortunate. But I, I'm going to hope my Ravens win for sure. Any other games the game you want to talk about? Uh, it is in uh, Jacksonville. Yes, Jacksonville. Yeah. Okay. It's in Jacksonville. Anything else you guys want to talk about uh, in terms of NFL before we get to our cross off this week? Yeah. How about how about them those Houston Texans? I don't. I didn't watch the second yeah. of the game today, but I don't know what the heck happened there. I mean, I, obviously Tank well, Dell. Stroud took that a hurts. Very but... bad hit. Tank Dell is out, and Nico Collins yeah. got hurt early in this game. Yeah. So 
He's just throwing to no one. Um, and I think that's probably okay. kind of what happened. Zach Wilson, right. Aaron Rodgers had a little moment on the sideline. Little, little little brother, big brother. Aaron Rodgers was smiling over there with Zach Wilson. They were talking. After his really good performance, I must say, as a, as a Zach Wilson, I don't think I'm a hater. I just think I don't think he's very good. He had a good game. He had two touchdowns. He through, did. He probably had the best game of his career. Yeah, probably was. 301 yards, 27 And they beat a good team. They beat a team that was like in a decently good spot to make the playoffs. And they destroyed know. the Texans. And that yeah. helps our NFL Tribal Council. It because does. We crossed up the Texans are this week two, and they have a chance to make the playoffs. But the Jets winning helps us because we do not want the Texans to make the playoffs. Obviously, no, we we do not. But speaking of our cross off, let's just get to our cross off right now. We have two pretty solid teams here that we could cross off, um, and um, I think we all know what those teams are. Those are going to be the Chargers and Raiders, and um, they are both five and eight now. They they both lost their games. They both are not good football teams. Um, originally, I said the Chargers because I thought they already accounted the the Vegas loss, but they did not. So they're both five and eight after their losses today, um, which that makes me want to change my opinion because originally I was going to say the Chargers because I thought they'd have one more loss. The Chargers are terrible. We're going to probably cross them off next week if we don't cross them off this week. I'm going to make a little flip. I'm going to say the Raiders. Uh, I want to cross off the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders obviously aren't gonna make i mean neither of these teams are gonna make it um the raiders gotta play the chiefs the broncos uh colts and chargers um and they're both not great teams either one i'd be okay crossing off but i'm gonna go with the raiders uh and they just scored zero points in an nfl game <laughs> while allowing three <laughs> so pretty bad that it's is terrible. pretty bad Trevor, it's, a, it's a feat i don't even think the patriots could accomplish it's so impressive. uh the patriots have scored zero and allowed more in a game yeah, this yeah, year. Been shut out saying, twice this i'm year. saying that they yeah, they've been shut out more than once so they're right, worse right. they're no. a worse team <laughs> they're I'm way just, worse uh, <laughs> um but th- these two teams they play each other on thursday right so um we're just gonna I, cross I the other one we're off we're probably crossing week. even if the other one wins it probably doesn't matter both these teams have eight losses um is a team with eight losses going to make the playoffs in the AFC? No. Uh, I think it's unlikely. It's low. low I odds. think it's low odds. So it doesn't really matter. However, I feel like penalizing the Chargers because the Chargers have, you know, a decent amount of talent. They have Justin Herbert. They have these receivers. They have so much talent. Last offseason, before the season, they went out and improved their defense. They're like, oh, we're going to we're going to make the defense better. What What's going on with the Chargers? Why are they five and eight? It's on paper, they should be much better than this, but they they fail over and over again. Their head coach is still not fired. I don't know how he kept his job. I don't know what he's doing to keep his job. Who knows? Maybe he's, uh, you know, delivering free food to the the owner. I, I don't really know what he's doing. Um, you know, he's maybe I don't know doing like uh housework for him. He's fixing his fence. He's mowing his donor's lawn you know he's helping around the house i'm not really sure what brandon staley's doing to keep his job but he needs to be fired immediately and that's why i want to cancel i want to cross off the chargers because they deserve to be uh they deserve to be out ben you get to decide here i'm gonna pick the raiders for a couple reasons one the raiders already fired their coach okay so they're already a step ahead of that two uh they don't have justin Herbert a quarterback so i'm i'm just gonna pick the raiders Okay. All right. And I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs. Do the Chiefs have to play the uh, or the uh, the the uh, what are their they names? Play the, the Bolts. The uh, the Chargers. Do the Chargers have to play the Chiefs again or no? 
Yes, last yes. last game this okay, season. Okay, so so both teams got to play the Chiefs anyway. Um, I'll just pick. You know, one team has Justin Herbert, one doesn't. So I'm going to pick the team that does not have Justin. All Herbert. right, Raiders are crossed off, and I think that is where we'll end the podcast today. Um, so thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode. Of course, check out the website thesmallballers.com so you can stay up to date with all of our episodes coming out. Um, go check out our Twitter at the Small Baller. Uh, for the exact same reasons, all those links will be in the description. Um, subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star review. But with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons!